And you're into Hotbox number nine. It's uh, the Hotbox presents an insane project, the A to Z of piano jazz. I say insane because I already got over 20 musicians beginning with B, and that's without really trying. One correspondent asked me if we were doing the history of jazz piano, and the answer to that is really no, although we'll be touching often on matters of historical importance, of course, such as our first pianist this time around, the legendary... Basie, Bill Basie, better known to all as Count Basie. Many people probably think that all he did in his big band was the occasional plink-plink on the keyboard, but not so. There was much more to the Count. After all, um, he grew up in Red Bank, New Jersey, born in 1904, just across the Hudson from New York, where he could find the mighty Harlem stride pianists, Willie the Lion Smith, James P. Johnson, and his particular hero, Fats Waller. He literally learned to play the organ at the feet of Fats Waller, sitting underneath the keyboard in a cinema organ. In fact, he took some sort of lessons from Waller, who eventually recommended Basie to be his successor with a touring troupe called Katie Crippen and her kids. But unfortunately, after touring all over the States, they ended up stranded and out of money in Kansas City, which turned out to be probably the best thing that ever happened to Basie because he became synonymous with the Kansas City sound. Here he is with his legendary rhythm section, No Big Band.
Shine on Harvest Moon there with the so-called All-American Rhythm Section, Walter Page on the bass, Joe Jones on the drums and Freddie Green uh, inevitably on the rhythm guitar. Freddie is still here. And the next track, I thought it'd be a shame not to have a big band track, particularly one with the title uh, The Kid from Red Bank. Basie's big band began life in 1935 after his former boss, Benny Moten, died during an operation to remove his tonsils, of all things. But um, we're not reviewing the history of the big band here. However... Um, Basie's deceptively simple piano playing was a major characteristic of the band right the way through and it would be a shame indeed not to hear that band at one of its highest moments Kid from Red Bank there, uh, written by Neil Hefty and played by the Count Basie Orchestra in October 1957. Marvellous stuff. And that was the Count really playing quite a lot of piano. Well, by way of contrast, we'll jump to Alan Broadbent, whom I can say with reasonable confidence will be the only New Zealand musician in this series. He was born in Auckland in 1947, but moved to the USA in his 20s to attend the famous Berklee School of Music in Boston, which led him pretty much immediately to a job with Woody Herman's orchestra. Since then, he's garnered a big reputation accompanying singers and composing and arranging for many, many other artists. I've picked a solo piece from his Maybeck Recital Hall concert. 
Last week um, we heard Woody and you, but uh, this week we're going to hear Woody and I.
Really wonderful craftsman, Alan Broadbent there in the Maybeck Recital Hall. Well, now, uh, this is really a bit of a cheat because I've included the bad plus under the Bs when, in fact, their pianist begins with an I, Ethan Iverson. But I decided the overall sound of the trio was so specific and so inclusive of uh, Dave King, uh, the drummer, and Reed Anderson, the bass player, that we really should put them under Bs. You can disagree with that if you like. But anyway, here's a piece by them. Typical, very typical piece.
I Want to Feel Good Part 2 was the title of that one from the album Made Possible. Uh, the band was formed in the year 2000 and pretty much overthrew everything that, that was an established view of what a piano trio should be doing. Some years ago, I, I went to one of their concerts in Vicar Street and I took with me a friend who shall be nameless, but who is quite well known as a singer of Irish folk material playing Irish bar circuit all over the world. And after the band's first number and being unschooled in the dreary and undemonstrative ways of jazz audiences who were clapping politely, he leapt from his seat and shouted out, Fucking great! The band certainly heard him because they played the next piece with the broadest of grins. This is Ray Bryant.
That was Little Susie there, played by Ray Bryant, and he indeed wrote it, and he had a hit with it, a real genuine pop hit, back with it in uh, 1960. Um, <clears throat> that was re-recorded, that particular version was re-recorded uh, in 1992 to celebrate his, um, what was it, 60th year, yeah, 60th birthday. Uh, the band consisted of Rufus Reed and Grady Tate, bass and drums respectively. He was originally and remains steeped in the gospel tradition and for many people, certainly when I first came across him, he reminded them of the great Teddy Wilson, whose name begins with a W, so we've got a long way to go before we find him. Well, now, in the previous edition of Hotbox Presents the A to Z of Jazz Piano, I made an appeal for anyone who knew of recordings by Irish pianists to come forward, and thanks to those who did. But in fact, this one was already loaded. Kian Boyle. <laughs> Thank you. 
These are the Soulful Days, which was the title track from a really delightful album. Well, it was called Soulful Days, in fact, but that track was These Are the Soulful Days. Boylan, Buckley, Evans, uh, they shared equal billing. Kian Boylan, piano, uh, Hugh Buckley, guitar, and Damien Evans on the double bass. I think we could be allowed another track from that, don't you? Here's Girl Talk. Thank you. 
Girl Talk there, written by Bobby Troop and played by our first Irish pianist, Cian Boyle, with uh, Hugh Buckley on guitar and Damien Evans on the double bass, sharing equal billing. As I said, a lovely album, Boyle and Buckley Evans' Soulful Days. I have no idea whether it's still available. It's a few years old now, but let's hope that it'll be resurrected as a result of this and put on sale. Well, I guess if you stop the man or woman in the street and ask them to name a jazz pianist, the most likely answer, let alone the most likely answer for one beginning with B, would be Brubeck. Dave Brubeck, born in 1920 and already playing semi-professionally by the age of 15, Brubeck enjoyed a hugely successful career right the way through into his 90s, notably with his long-standing quartet featuring Eugene Wright on the bass, Joe Morello on the drums and the distinctive sound of Paul Desmond's alto saxophone. Even after Desmond's death, in fact, the quartet in various guises, a period, for instance, when he teamed up with Jerry Mulligan, uh, the quartet continued to be propelled around the world and to major stages and festivals. And he certainly did more than most people, I think, to put jazz music into a popular framework for people who'd really never gone near it before.
The title of the last tune is from a Walt Disney movie. It's called Someday My Prince Will Come. We do it in 3-4 and 4-4 together. <laughs> the tune sort of a that was sort of rare recording there of the Brubeck Quartet uh, recorded in Germany and only only released a couple of years ago very interesting recording i think we could treat ourselves to a bit more of that is an extremely long version of take the a train <laughs>
Dave Brubeck Quartet there, featuring, of course, Paul Desmond on the alto sax, Gene Wright on the bass and Joe Morello on the drums, Dave Brubeck being the pianist, of course. It was a, an integrated uh, quartet, quite um, avant-garde in its day, and I'm not sure he ever got the real credit that he deserved for that, because uh, having a, um, a black bass player certainly uh, probably made life quite difficult for them in the early days when they wanted to tour in the deep south of America. Well, by way of considerable contrast, Carla Blay and her one-time husband, Paul Blay, they've both occupied very different niches to that of Dave Brubeck. They, um, they're never as far out as Paul. Um, Carla's reputation as primarily a composer has taken her steadily to the top, much admired for her work in many contexts. She played with Gary Burton, with Jack Bruce, uh, and most notably, perhaps recently, with Charlie Hayden's Liberation Orchestra. Well, this is the same composition that we featured with the Liberation Orchestra just a few hot boxes ago. It's called Utvig Lingsang and it's played here with Andy Shepherd and Steve Swallow. <laughs> Thank you. 
Carla Blaze, composition Utvig Lingsang with Andy Shepherd and Steve Swallow. Well, we're going to finish this particular A to Z of piano, the letter B, with one of my all-time favourites, Kenny Barron. Uh, he has indeed seemed to have been at the top of his game forever, and the list of his early collaborations is just huge. Youssef Last. Latif, James Moody, uh, Lee Morgan, Dizzy Gillespie, Freddie Hubbard, Ron Carter, it goes on and on. He was born in Philadelphia, but for many decades he has been a New Yorker, and it was one of the pleasures of that city in years ago of being able to slump into one of the several small venues late at night, such as the late lamented Bradley's in University Place, and find Kenny Barron, either solo or duo or trio. This is from one of those gigs, the second set at midnight in Bradley's. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bradley's. This is our second set of the evening. Tonight, we're proud to present on bass, Mr. Ray Drummond. On drums, Mr. Ben Riley. And at the piano, Mr. Kenny Barron.
Late night piano jazz at its very best there. The incomparable Kenny Barron, you don't know what love is, with uh, Ray Drummond on the bass and Ben Riley on the drums. And they bring us to an end of this Hotbox Presents the A to Z of Jazz Piano, the letter B. There'll be another Hotbox Presents the A to Z of Jazz Piano when we will reach uh, the dizzy heights of the letter C in about four weeks' time. But in the meantime, there should be another Hotbox doing something completely different in about two weeks. But for now, if you have been, thanks for listening.